Blog Talk Radio. Greetings. You're listening to Diva's Diamonds by Queen Diva, and I'm Queen Diva. Welcome to the show. Today, we're doing a Mother's Day edition, and I have a wonderful guest, and her name is Dietrich L. Powell. Welcome to the show, lady. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you on my show. We have known each other, um, like, I think it's about two years. I think about two years. Uh, we connected here years. in the New York City. Yeah, in the New York City area. I was a, a pageant judge for uh, Face of Curvaceous. Uh, shout out to Tiff Scott if you're listening. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, and um, Dietrich was one of the contestants in the Face of Curvaceous uh, model search here in New York City. And um, she really bowled us over in her competition. Now, she didn't win, but she did win one of the, one of the titles was, was it People's Choice? Yes, People's Choice Award, and I also won um, Social Media Diva. That's right. That's right. Because um, you was definitely active all that time leading up to the show, um, letting everybody know about the event and everything. And it was really, really an awesome, awesome time we had. And so we've been connected ever since, um, since that time, and just been watching you blossom and grow. So tell the audience who you are and what you do. Okay, my name is Dietrich Powell, and I am the CEO and founder of Butterfly Rhythm. I'm um, an inspirational coach. I um, try to inspire women to believe in themselves and to take take that next step into getting out of those little circles and just step out of that and to become who they truly are. And that's basically who I am in a nutshell. <laughs> and now you're also, also a mother. You're an entrepreneur, yes. you're a model coach, you're a model, you're a wife. So you have a lot of yes. titles that you hold and um, and a lot of challenges, but also some amazing victories. So share with the audience about that. Okay. Um, well, for me, like you said, I am a mom. I'm a wife. I'm, um, I'm a daughter. I'm a, a grandmother. I, I hold all these titles and the, the, to, to, Anyway, to get to where I am, I, it all started back when I was young, when I first had my first daughter. And my first okay. daughter, I, was, um, I had her when I was 14 years old. That's actually where it all started for me. I know a lot of people look like, you know, how could you, you know, have this child so young and be the woman that you are today? She's actually the one that actually shaped and molded me to where I am, to be the mom and the woman that I am today. Um, wow. It goes back, yeah, it, my my daughter was um, the only thing that I had that truly loved me. I was looking for love mm. in all the wrong places, which landed me in a lot of not-so-great positions in my life back then, um, which one of the positions were me being homeless. Because after mm. her, I kept having children, looking for love, again, in the wrong places. I thought love was um, in men. And mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate who I was as a woman at that time. So, again, it did land me into a place of no self-worth, no no, um, no self-love at all. I was looking and looking and looking and kept finding it somewhere else. So, you know, we all gone through some things in our life. And me and my mom weren't getting along, so I wound up being homeless with the four kids. Mm-hmm. That's after my first child. So three kids later... I found myself homeless. 
And wow. me and my children had to go live in a, yeah, we had to go live in a uh, shelter for 18 months of my life. That was kind of like one of the lowest points of my life. You know, a lot of women, you know, you have your kids and you're supposed to have this great life and you're supposed to just go on and raise these children. That didn't happen for me that way. It didn't happen that mm. way at all. I took a path that wasn't, um, I won't say that it wasn't designed for me because it was designed for me. And I'll get into that and tell you why I think it was, why I know it was designed for me. Mm-hmm. Living in that shelter was, like I told you, it was one of the lowest points of my life. Mm-hmm. I had the four kids in there. I had no sense of life at all. I had to live mm-hmm. amongst other women and try to raise my kids all by myself. I didn't have any, I had, I had family support, but not the way I, it should have been or the way I would like it to have been back then. Um, yeah. I didn't have any, I didn't have a job. I didn't have, um, I had nothing, no education, nothing back then, mm. 18 years ago, nothing at all. So we were homeless, and that's pretty much where it started from, me being homeless. Wow. So at the time that you were homeless and you had the four kids, where were you actually, where did you go? Was it in New York, New Jersey? Where were you? We was living in a um, transitional home here in New Jersey called St. Joseph's um, Transitional Home for Women. And what that place mm-hmm. did was they, they take women in and they try to pretty much help you get on your feet to, to be more sufficient in life, to be um, independent. And they teach you mm-hmm. that while you're there. They they do provide you with um, a bedroom of your own for you and your children. At the time I had the four, so I did have two rooms for me and the kids. Um, every night there was um, a woman that had to cook for her entire floor. Our particular floor had four moms and 15 kids. So I had to cook on my night, which was a, yes, on my particular night, which was Thursday, I had to cook for myself, my children, and the rest of the floor, which was 15 other kids. So that taught me, that was in preparation for me to be the woman that I was going to be once I left there. I had to know how to prepare a meal for my kids. Again, these are lessons that, yeah, these were lessons that were preparing me for what I was going to have today. Now, I didn't know that at the time. So, um, like I said, that that shelter, it wasn't as bad as people think a shelter is. It actually shaped and molded me to the woman that I am. They taught us how to cook. They taught us how to clean. They actually taught us how to be great moms to our children. Wow. And I hate to say that, but sometimes we do need to be taught how to be moms. Mm-hmm. And I needed to be taught how to be a mom. I was having children just to have children and to keep a man, so I thought. I wasn't wow. being their mom. I didn't know that they needed to go to bed to be on time. You know, they had to go to bed on time to wake up in the morning to be refreshed for school. I didn't know that. Wow. I didn't know that they needed a proper meal, you know, so that they can function the next day or they'll be striving as, you know, children should be striving. I didn't know those things prior to living in that place. Again, I was having children because I thought it would keep a man. I didn't know that I was having these kids. I was supposed to raise them. I didn't know that. I know it sounds silly, wow. but that's my truth. It's the truth. I didn't have a That's kid. real talk. That's absolutely real talk yeah. because there's a lot of women, uh, a lot of women um, who resort to those um, those situations. They make those kind of choices because they think that's what love is about. That's what they think that that's yep. what you do to have a man or keep a man or, you know, to have a relationship. And that is not 
what it's about. It's not a, it's not at that at all. all. And that's, oh, wow. and that's the um, thing that I see today. You know, you see these young girls doing the same exact thing with no guidance. I was one of those girls. I didn't have any guidance. I didn't. You know, me and my mom, we, um, she had me when she was young. Okay. And the cycle just kept repeating. But thank God, my girls, my children did not follow that pattern. None of my children had kids at a young age. None of them. So you, and so you said you had four kids, so... So you you have four kids. So is how many girls? How many boys? I have three girls and two boys. And they, wow. my oldest, um, yeah, my oldest daughter is twenty eight. She's also a mom. She has a six year old son, but she didn't have him okay. until she was, yeah, she she was already a, a, she was a, she was an adult when she had a child. And my okay. um, my twenty year twenty two year old daughter, she just had a baby five months ago. So they all waited till okay. they gotten out on their own. And now they have their babies. Unlike me, I had mine when I was 14, 14, 17. I mean, I just kept going. You know, uh, again. Uh, right. So I had to show them different. I had to show them something totally different. Like, this is not a good thing. This is not what you want to do. This is not um, a route that I want you to take. Nine times out of ten, we follow what our parents do. And But if you set a different example they'll follow that one instead. And that was my mission, Definitely. to show them something Definitely. different. Like they didn't know, once we left the shelter, my kids had no idea. And they just recently found this out, that when I left the shelter, it wasn't all cookies and cream. It wasn't always great once I left there. Because you leave there and you do go on to get your own apartment. They teach you how to become um, independent. I did eventually get a job. I did eventually get my own apartment for me and my four kids at the time. I do have five okay. kids, but um, I do have um, – I mean, the, the fifth one didn't come until after I left there. However, okay. we did um, get our own place, and I was – I had to um, – once I got my own place, everybody thinks it's going to be, oh, it's going to be great. You know, now you know how to live on your own. No, it's still a struggle. You still have mm-hmm. to – because remember, being in the shelter, they guide you. They, they Somebody's there with you. Now, when you're out on your own, it's something yeah. totally different. It's totally different. You're on your own. There's nobody there totally to, on to your say, own. okay, yeah. exactly, Dietrich, it's time to pay your rent. Dietrich, it's time to pay your PSENG. Dietrich, it's fine. time to uh, cook. It, nobody was there to guide you. So now all that is that I learned from St. Joseph, I had to take this out into the real world. And, again, I failed. I failed, F-A-I-L, and I always say first attempt in learning. I failed a couple mm. times. Failed a couple of times at this. So I was sharing with a friend not too long ago. My kid, my kids actually just found this out. There was times that my lights were out because I couldn't afford it. I was, you know, on mm. my own, but I couldn't afford it still. And instead of my kids knowing that the lights were out because mommy couldn't afford it, mommy made it into um, <laughs> camping nights. The lights are out. We're not having no <laughs> cell phones. Yeah, we're camping tonight. No TV. It's just gonna Love be love Yes, Love it. In the room because I refused to let them know that I was struggling. I did not wow. want them to know that. I didn't want them to know that we were on hard times. I didn't want them. I did things that I had to do in order to be their mom. I had to do things that I'm not proud of, but I did it for the mm. for my kids. Yeah. But I kept it away from them. And when I shared the things with them, they were like, "So, mommy, we worry." 
we weren't really camping. Your lights were out. I'm like, yes, up lights were out. Like one Wow. Time, yes, and this this story too is kind of funny too. Like there's a picture that I had taken, and I, actually I'm gonna share it on Facebook. I took a picture okay. of my kids. They were getting dressed for school, and I didn't have enough money to buy them gloves. It was four at that time. It was five at the time. I had another baby. Um, they didn't have gloves. So what I did was I said, you know what, guys, we're going to put socks on. We're going to be better than everybody in the neighborhood. Everybody else got the same gloves, but we're going to do socks. So I took pictures of them with socks on their hands as their gloves because I couldn't afford gloves. But I refused wow. to let my baby go out there. <laughs> and I had pictures of it, and they still laugh at it to this day. They were like, Mama, you were like, we're going to be the best kids in the neighborhood. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's still just, you know. You a mom makes wow. a way. She truly, truly makes a way, and that story to me is like to me one of the best moments when I look back. Those socks wow. kids happy, but those socks was breaking my heart because I didn't have the money to get them regular gloves. But I protected wow. my kids. They put on socks, and they thought it was you know they went out there cool. and they had their little socks on their hands, and they were showing their friends we got socks. And guess what? Their friends wanted socks. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted socks and I remember going to work and I cried all the way on that bus ride and the lady actually said you okay and I just said to myself I just sent my kids outside with socks on their hands <laughs> but they were <laughs> It's moments like that just it makes it all worth it to me. It's like, you know, I went through that for a purpose and a reason because God wanted me to know if you trust in me, I will get you out of this. But you just gotta follow me. And there were many times I did not follow him. But let me tell you another mm. story. I went through all of that. Now moving forward, um, another time. I, I got fired from my job because I was trying to follow my ex husband. Because of the fact that he was cheating, and I need to know what was going on. So I was always taking off of work. And this is one of the best jobs I've ever had. And I say wow. that to this day. And I work a pretty good job now, but that job was the job for Dietrich. And I, wow. I got fired because I was constantly trying to follow him to see what he was wow. doing. And why was my truck always smelling like a woman? And why did I have uh, this grease on the back of my seat? You know, it was a lot going on, and I needed to find out what he was doing. I knew what he was doing, but I needed to know yeah. more. So long story short, I lost my job. And I kept hearing prior to that, be pray. I kept hearing the spirit, the Holy Spirit telling me to pray. I always ignored mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got to get these kids together. I got to do this. I got to do it. And I kept hearing it, kept hearing it, kept hearing it. I lost my job. First of all, the truck went first. Isn't it, I'm probably all over the place, but I had a truck at that time. The truck got repossessed. And I kept wow. hearing, you got to pray, you got to pray. And I was like, okay, Lord, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. I kept putting it off, put it off. A couple of weeks later, I lost the job. And I kept wow. hearing it, kept hearing it, kept hearing it. Still ignoring it. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, I'm going to submit myself. A couple of weeks later, my ex-husband walked out of my life. And I kept saying, mm. okay, Lord, okay, 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 okay. Finally, I came home from this little job that I had gotten after. That was only within a matter of weeks. I had gotten um, this job at the daycare where my kids were where my kids were going, and I came home. I put the key in the door, and as I turned that key, the lights literally went off. This is the fourth mm. time my lights went off, and at that moment, I remember dropping to my knees, 
And I said, Lord, I surrender. I said, I can't do this. I said, you're taking everything away from me. And I was so afraid that my kids were next. Wow. I had to surrender my life right then and there. I remember falling to that floor. That floor was gray. And I remember seeing my tears hit that floor. And I had wow. to surrender my life. I had to give my life over to Christ because I was so afraid that God was going to take my kids next. That was the next thing for me. So when I gave my life to Christ, when I say literally things began to turn around, they began instantly to turn around. That car, that job that I had, God turned around mm-hmm. and gave me something better that I didn't even have to travel to New York to get. Wow. That, that, that job, the lights came back on. He provided me. Now, remember, when I got fired, I didn't know I was going to get a, get money when I got fired. Who would have thought? I got a check in the mail. I was like, boy, where'd this $3,000 check come from? I didn't know that. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know they had paid me out. from, And I didn't wow. know that when they fired me, I didn't even want to hear what they had to say. I said, I, thank you for letting me be at this job. And I walked out. I didn't even let them finish firing me, basically. They were nice enough to let wow. me go back to my desk and get all of my things out of the office. Without a problem. Again, I didn't let them finish anything, so I didn't know that money was coming. God didn't want me to hear that. He didn't want me to hear that because he knew that it was coming, and he knew that I was going to get my life back on. The yeah. husband walked out. I didn't chase him down. I just let it be. I said, you know what, Lord? Okay, I surrender everything unto you. I did get a, a new car after that. It wasn't a brand new car, but it was a car that I could afford. It was my yeah. car. You know, yeah. and... I was able to afford rent, and then I found, well, my husband now, he found me doing this whole mess. And I was like, what do you want with me? It it just goes on and on and on. Wow. Yes. (laughs) That is amazing. That is a wonderful, wonderful uh, testimony you just shared. Um, it's so many things. I mean, I only have a thirty-minute show. That, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so many things that I can just really dissect. But I only got a thirty-minute show. Um, but the one thing that I really want to touch on is the fact that you surrendered to to God after all that you was trying to do. You all that time, you oh. finally said, "Okay, Lord, have your way." And leading God direct me because I can't do it. I can't do it. Right. And and that mm-hmm. is a very powerful statement because there's too many of us still trying to do us and not surrendering and allowing God to be God in our lives and and, and working it. it out. Mhm. Yeah. And With working it out. Everything that I've gone through, everything I've gone through, I look back over it, and it's like. Lord, you, I went through those things for a purpose and a reason. Because yes. now today, I, I, I come across so many different women, and I, I find my story in them. And I'm able to witness to them. I'm able to minister to them from, what, from where I once was. And it feels so awesome because it's like, Lord, it wasn't for me. Those things, didn't, those situations didn't break me down. Those situations were there so that I can minister to the person today, so that the person behind me can learn from what I did and I can help her. And I, and that's how I honestly feel like I don't regret anything that I've gone through. I don't feel hurt, sad, or any type of way towards anything that I've gone through. 
it taught me a lesson. I did a sermon on that. There's a lesson in every blessing. So mm. all those blessings that I've went through in life, they were my blessings today. Everything, yep. being from homeless, from being mistreated, from being uh, uneducated. I had to go back to school and get my, my GED. I had to do a lot of things. I had to do a lot of things. But now I'm able to tell this story to somebody else behind me. Like, girl, just because your situation looks gloomy and tore up right about now, don't worry about it. Trust in God. He'll lead you. I Definitely. give them my testimony. I tell them what happened. Definitely. And then they, they kind of like, they look back like, really? So, You've gone through that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. And yes, ma'am. That is, you yes. know, and that's perfect. That's a perfect um, segue right into what you're doing now, Butterfly, butterfly Rhythm. So share with the audience, what is butterfly, butterfly Rhythm? How do you, you know, share with your community in New Jersey and in New York and the changes you're making with that organization? Butterfly Rhythm um, It's a program that I started back in 2017. Um, it's to empower and to encourage, encourage women to believe in who they are. Um, many times, you know, like I would tell you, we, a lot of women, we fall into the cracks of when we have babies and we gain all this weight or our self-esteem is low because someone has hurt us or we've gone through so many things in life and we don't believe in ourselves anymore. And we just kind of like, you know, we just coast through life and hoping that yeah. oh, maybe somebody, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get better. So when I started Butterfly Rhythm, it all began, um, it all began when I began in the modeling world. And I saw things in the model industry that were not um, what I wanted for me. I saw a lot mm -hmm. of sadness. I saw a lot of women. They say that they were um, confident in who they were, but they really weren't. You can feel that they weren't. Yeah. You know, they yes, were still yes. self-conscious. So I took it upon myself. I said, you know what? It has to be something better. Because when I took to the stage, I felt amazing. I felt amazing, and mm. I wanted them to feel the same way. So I created Butterfly Rhythm to inspire uh, the plus-size community, the plus-size community, the, um, the brokenhearted, the women that feel like they can no longer go on. I can't be a plus-size model, or I can't do this because of this, 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 that, and the third. Oh, yes, you can, even if it's not yeah. modeling. So Butterfly Rhythm is not all about modeling. It's about building a woman up. It's about inspiring her. It's about encouraging her. And it's not just about the plus size. It's about women in general. I've helped, um, I've coached uh, blind women. I've coached the disabled. And it's like it's the little girls, everybody. So it's like there's no um, no cap on it to me. It's like we can encourage yes. anybody. We can build somebody up just by encouraging them to believe in themselves. I, that's my mission. That's my thing. I want to encourage the next person to believe in themselves. Take that next step and be in a better you. And it takes somebody else to, it may take somebody else to kind of get them out of the, the space of I'm not worthy or I don't feel good or I don't look good. Or, no, it takes us to let them know, dig deeper, honey, because you are worthy. And that's what I, and yeah. I've been doing. It, and, and I love what I do. I love to encourage yeah. women. Love it, love it, love it. This is wonderful. It, and, you know, it's it's so interesting when you can be around somebody and be near somebody and you think you know them and you really have no you clue. Really, you really have no clue. You just don't even, you don't even know how um, just 
how wise and and um and rich with knowledge and experience somebody has um just by standing next to them or seeing them in passing that's why it's important to to talk with people that's why it's so important to share exactly. your testimony so people can be excited along with you and and want to be a part of what you're doing and and encourage and empower just right alongside of you um i want to ask you this why did you name your business butterfly rhythm I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> okay, yeah. so butterfly rhythm. I love, I absolutely, I've loved the butterfly since I was a little girl, since I was young. My grandmother had caught me butterfly one day, and I just loved it. The butterfly wow. represents transformation. It takes us stages to get to where we are. I mean, everything yeah. in life is done in stages, just like the butterfly. The butterfly is not just a beautiful, it's, you just see the beauty of the butterfly. Nobody's seen what the butterfly had to go through and endure to get to that beautiful and colorful stage that everybody sees. That's just, that applies to us as well. We go through so many different phases in this life, but you only see today. You didn't see what yeah. I've gone through to get to this exactly. butterfly stage. So I created Butterfly Rhythm because we go through stages, and that's what my program is about. We, we take women through different stages. We, we dig deep within, and we start working from the inside out so that people can see the butterfly that you are. Now, rhythm, the reason why I call it rhythm is because we all dance to our own rhythm. I don't have to walk the way you walk. I didn't go through what you went through, and you not you didn't go through what I went through. So we have our own rhythm in this life. So butterfly rhythm, that to me just makes sense. I know a lot of people are like, what is butterfly rhythm? It's just that makes sense to me because we all become these butterflies in our lives. We've gone through, we've gone through the, the caterpillar stage. We've gone through the egg stage. We've gone through the chrysalis stage. And I can break all of those stages down as well. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. we, become these radiant, we become these radiant butterflies. And it's just like, I didn't know you went through the egg stage. The egg stage mm. meaning that's the beginning of your life. You went through the chrysalis yeah. stage after that. Chrysalis stage is where you're storing everything up. You're learning things. And then you go through the um, caterpillar stage. That's where you're soaking up all this different knowledge that you're getting. And then, boom, one day you just take off and you become this wonderful butterfly. Nobody saw those three stages prior to that butterfly. Like nobody that's knew true. Beatrice. They just see the butterfly. They didn't know that I went through all those stages to become the woman that I am today. And I danced to my own rhythm. I didn't let anyone else tell me what I needed to do to be the woman that I am. Going in those competitions, I had a lot of people telling me, oh, well, Deidre, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. Wear a wig. Do these. Do that. No, I'm going to wear this matching <laughs> mine. I'm not wearing nobody's stilettos because if I wear somebody's stilettos, I'm going to fall over and break my neck. Oh, I, had no. to, I had to stay true to me. I had to stay true to me, and that's exactly what I did. I may not have ever won a competition, but little did anybody know, I won major with myself. That was that's all it was awesome. about for me. And, and I really, loved really, really. that I went through that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So tell everybody how they can contact you, all of your social media, your website. Say it all now. Yes, um, you can contact me at www.dietrichpowell.com, and that's spelled D-E-T-R-A-S-P-O-W-E-L-L, and that's across all of my platforms, um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, everywhere. And my name is on everything, just dietrichpowell.com or just Dietrich Powell. 
And also, I do have one other one I want to throw in as well. The Power Love sure. Group, that's about myself and my husband, and it's all about love because that's another aspect of my life that I absolutely love to share because what I've gone through in my life did not just dictate that I wouldn't be happy today. And hit my being married to my husband has been an absolute turnaround in my life. So I wanted to let people know mm-hmm. love can still happen no matter what you've gone through in your life. If you trust it, it still can happen. And I'm a living witness of that. And what's your husband's name to shout him out right now? Colin Powell. That's my boo thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that man. And I'm pretty sure everybody knows it across my platforms on everything. I never, ever, 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 ever skip him because he's a major part of who I am. This man came in when I was, like, the lowest, the lowest of my life, and he picked me up and was like, listen, I want you to know your worth and value. I just look at him like, what are you talking about? He's the one that kind of <laughs> helped me open my eyes to who Dietrich is, the worst that I was, and he never took advantage of that or anything. And it's like, wow, you came in at the perfect time. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let me, let me just ask you one last cool. question. We got less than 60 oh. seconds. Um, what is the one thing you want to be remembered for? I just want to be remembered for being the woman that I am, that God created me to be, and that is a true woman of my word. Well, amen, (laughs) amen. Thank you so much, Deatrice, for being on my show. I am so elated that you are on and that you shared your testimony, and I, I encourage you to continue to share, continue to, you know, to be the butterfly, you know, I, I dubbed you the Madam Butterfly Rhythm. Um, I love it. <laughs> because that's who you are. Um, and um, for those that might know, not know, Madam is, um, is French for Mrs. And then she's yes. the owner and CEO of Butterfly Rhythm. So that is you, and you will um, continue to do all that you do. And we love you. We thank you, and have a wonderful day. Um, thank you, everyone, thank you for so listening. Much. And um, I bid everyone love, laughter, and light. This is Queen Diva, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>